Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. Hi, I'm Dale. This is a podcast where we dig through the garbage and look at American life and times from a perspective of faith. There's only one God, man. I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. We're on a mission from God. Politics. Why? Should I trade one tyrant 3,000 miles away for 3,000 tyrants one mile away? An elected legislature can trample a man's rights as easily as a king can. Entertainment. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants. Well, he gets. I don't like any more than you And nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm pretty proud of it. It will test your head and your mind and your brain, too. Why are you here? There must be a reason for you to be here. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. How dare you? How dare you? Lighten up, Francis. six miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Get it. So sit back, literally or figuratively, and enjoy American life and times from a particular point of view. So, uh, welcome everyone. Welcome to From a Particular Point of View. I am Dale. If you want to uh, respond, questions, comments, and whatever. Uh, watercoolercomments at gmail.com or watercoolercomments at hotmail.com and for those listeners, viewers whatever on on uh, on YouTube uh, go ahead and like it and share it if you wish uh, I've only been doing the video now for a short time it's only a few episodes so it's still kind of new-ish to me so um anyway, uh, yeah, so this is again from a particular point of view uh, uh, watercoolercomments.com or watercooler comments at hotmail.com or watercooler comments at gmail.com either way usually the gmail is easier because hotmail always gets those junk mail stuff and phishing and spam it's just terrible <clears throat> anyway <clears throat> today <clears throat> this episode <clears throat> excuse me i'm gonna go ahead and cover something that i haven't done in a while i've been really heavy on the politics recently i don't always like to go on one particular thing all the time and drill on that but it's been like well it's been well, the election season is coming up the midterms and of course that's, that's a hot new topic and it's not always the best thing but i thought today it would get a little bit and and uh, see it was just a week or two ago that um i actually rented and seen uh the movie elvis so we'll talk about that a little bit today that's interesting um <laughs> Fascinating. Not quite what I expected, but uh, still, okay. Anyway, and as per usual, before we get this thing going, we're going to look at uh, what happened um, over the last week or so. News bits from, you know, especially from this country, from America. Um, a little bit maybe here and there from around, but then again, with with any kind of news media, you really have to wonder. I mean, is this really what's happening, or is this what your um, your overlords tell you to put in your news i mean that's what it was when i was working for the college newspaper i'd i've actually had a couple stories denied and that a piece a column piece or two denied because the editor would say that is just pure garbage we can't i can't that's not going in my paper 
it wasn't garbage. Well, in my opinion, it wasn't. But we we often debated about things. Anyway, so uh, let's begin with uh, the news of the week, day, whatever. Starting with um, yeah, I've actually I think this is kind of an older story because I've heard it recently, only the last week or two. But I guess Biden is telling oil companies and gasoline stations, do not gouge the customer. Do not. Do not. It's That's the problem. It's you guys. It's not the price. The price is because of you guys. Biden, his, he's, he's pandering to his cronies who hate fossil fuel. I mean, day one, he canceled how many pipelines? How many drilling things? He canceled... Um, Tons of drilling in, in Anwar, you know, the Arctic National Life Refuge, or anyway, up in the North Slope of Alaska, uh, the Keystone Pipeline. He, I mean, what? Ha- I mean, I had an argument about this with someone a while ago, and this gentleman said that if you cancel all these drilling operations, it will do nothing to increase the price of fuel. Sure, it won't. Sure, and I'm black and rich. Anyway, <laughs> I am neither. But anyway, um, so according to to Biden, now what kind of got me was, um, because I live in uh, Western Oregon, unfortunately, the left coast, you know, United States. And at one time, it was a week or two ago, I went to get some fuel and it was $4.19 a gallon at the local gas station. I went in the next week and it was... um, what almost five bucks? It went up like forty cents, forty something cents, almost fifty cents in like a day. Now even when prices were skyrocketing, it never did that. And I actually asked some of the guys. It's, it's a gas station I go to often, and I asked one of the kids there, young man, say, hey, do me do me a favor, do some research for me, because I'm thinking he probably knows some things that I don't know. He works in the business, so maybe he knows some things. And and he was on it. He says, well, it's right now I can't find anything. It kind of you know. And then for like the last couple of days, it's like, well, why? And then it finally came out in the news. Uh, what a few days later, that oh yeah, it's because. Gasoline refineries are having issues. It's like, really? So it took you a whole week to think of that one. Hmm. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> I was just, um, um, I was just amazed at, um, I, I heard that response. Actually, I heard it on the news today on, I think, CBS News. And CBS News is just, don't, don't watch CBS. Don't listen to CBS News. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, um, um, Biden, the former vice president, Joe Biden, is blaming oil companies and gas stations for price gouging, which is why the price of gas and oil is so high. Well, at least gas, so it's just ridiculous, of course. Anyway, (laughs) um, North Korea apparently is firing weapons over South Korea into the China Sea. I think it's where it's between there. And oddly enough, it's just before, I guess Harris, Harris, uh, Kamala Harris is supposed to be going over there to, to visit South Korea. And why? I mean, I never saw, I mean, I didn't see a lot of this on there. So it's like, why is she going? Is she going because Donald Trump went there? She tried to, if she's trying to outdo Donald Trump, oh boy, <laughs> that ain't going to happen. But uh, I guess she's planning a trip to South Korea and North Korea is throwing missiles over South Korea, and I don't know if they're doing this um, to tell her 
you better watch yourself or if they're just trying to flex their muscles either way I don't know it just is ridiculous it's just uh, you know anyway another thing now this story just cracks me up I heard about it for the first time um, just before I started doing this podcast today um, it, I first learned about it there's a, um, is a there's a radio show uh, up in Portland um, it's a, a local show that has actually that has uh, a national syndication you know I don't even know they're syndicated but apparently they are um, and they were following, I guess, um, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, did a, a interview on uh, MSNBC. And Gavin Newsom claims the reason why the left is such, having such a hard time with their things, you know, trying to find candidates and, 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 and whatnot. The reason is because that the right dominates all media and all social media. I heard that. It's like, are you kidding me? There is maybe one or two. I think one American network or something like that is right-leaning. Newsmax, of course, is right-leaning. Fox used to be. Now they're more centrist, leaning toward left. All the rest of them, to my knowledge, all the rest of them are left-leaning to either extreme degrees or grotesque degrees. Take your pick. You get the idea. But according to him, that's why the Democrats are, are, are having a hard time right now because all of media is geared toward the right. Which is, of course, anybody knows is, is hogwash. Unless you're a Democrat. Unless you're a progressive. I've heard this before. Every time something bad goes... Ha- you know, Actually, I've heard that from uh, the, the guy I used to talk to um, on, <laughs> about that. About the news. I see it all in the news. I was like, oh, don't believe the news. They're all right-leaning. It's like, and I, 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 even hearing it from him, it just blew my mind. It's like, excuse me? The, the left is pandering to an extreme to the left. They have been for years. <clears throat> so anyway, that's according to the, uh, according to uh, Gavin Newsom, yeah, um, pretty much the, the, the right. People like me dominate. People like me and people that I... Uh, follow views upon dominate all media. I mean, okay, except maybe for some podcasts, some AM radio, maybe, but how many progressives do you know listen to AM radio? I mean, probably listen to podcasts. That's the hit new thing. I mean, I have a podcast, video cast, whatever. And of course, well, it's not getting a lot of views, but you know, it's, I'm not doing this to get famous or get rich, so, <laughs> which would great when I'm doing that. <laughs> anyway, so apparently, yeah, that's. Uh, I heard that. And it's like I was speechless for a moment, and and the guys in the radio, well, they weren't speechless. They they started laughing out loud. It's like I have to agree. That's just yeah. Anyway, I heard this again. I don't know how true it is. Um, it sounds right because it happens any country i guess to a certain degree apparently um the russia now the russian battle with ukraine is still going on months later and it wasn't supposed to happen this way it was as i understand it it was supposed to be a go in you know and it have to if not more of the people were supposed to be in favor of russia they're supposed to go in sweep up what little opposition there was in ukraine and take back the ukraine for their own purposes i guess that's what it was supposed to mean i i think that's not what happened. The Ukrainian people fought back. They found out that not that not that many people were actually Russian sympathizers and more like Ukrainian sympathizers. 
So, but I guess now Russia, since they've been fighting for so long and losing so many people, now they're, I guess, beginning a draft, or whatever you call the Russian equivalency to the draft, and they're calling up age uh, fighting age men to be a part of their army. And I guess a lot of the men who either don't want to, don't want to kill, or are in favor of Ukrainians are leaving the country if they can. They're either hiding or leaving. I guess lots of them, hundreds if not thousands. It's like, wow, um, okay. I mean, the same thing happens here. During Vietnam, how many people tried to, you know, I mean, granted Vietnam wasn't the most popular war in our history, but there's several times where people would, um, you know, they would uh, find different ways to get out of, get, get out of war. Either this wasn't religious or they didn't want to kill or they'd find some reason. It's like, oh, okay, whatever, you know, don't, I mean, I, I, if, as I, when I was in the army, it was one thing I did not want is I did not want to be near in, in a foxhole with somebody who didn't want to be there. I wanted somebody in there next to me who would protect me as I protected him and who would protect our country and not somebody who was just, oh, I don't want to be here, I don't want to be here. You, you don't want, because their whole self isn't into it. So, and you get the idea. Anyway, um, I heard this this morning on the news. Uh, apparently, um, there is a electric car slash plane that was tested it's got a whole crap ton of tesla type batteries in it and it flew i think for 18 minutes and apparently it carries nine people um and it was tested it was designed and tested in washington state um and i don't remember exactly what company it was or who but i guess everything about it was tested and developed and designed in washington state which is great Unfortunately, to my knowledge, if it's a Tesla-type battery, I think Tesla gets their batteries from China. And I guess that we could probably make those batteries, too, only it takes metals that China has control of. So, and that's one thing about electric cars. I'm not against electric cars. I don't mind them at all. It's just that right now, the technology isn't there for them to develop them cheaply, efficiently, and to go as far as vehicles do. Now, when we come out with nacelles like in Star Trek, maybe that's a different story. But for now on, for now, you know, gasoline is our best way to to propel vehicles. The internal combustion engine still ranks as the best way to get around, despite what you think about the myth of global warming. And global warming is a myth. It's just a big lie. It's a, it's a religion to some people. Anyway... So yeah, there's a so there's a um, a plane that's being tested, which is great. I mean that that'd be awesome. I that'd be kind of cool. You know, I mean, I'm into that kind of science stuff. So, um, I read this on CNN, and I had to I took it out of CNN just because of how laughable it is. It just <laughs> uh, now this um, this I believe is directly again. I'll give CNN the credit. I don't know who wrote the story because I didn't want to click on it because I didn't want to be clickbait thing and I didn't want to be associated with you know with I didn't, I didn't want seen to start sending me crap uh, they probably already will without that I've clicked on their website look at stories but anyway according to CNN um, well, there's a study a study finds that unvaccinated people I guess to COVID backs I guess unvaccinated people are 14 more times likely to get monkeypox than unvaccinated people As I said before, monkeypox, to my knowledge and my unprofessional opinion, monkeypox is AIDS 2.0. Weeks ago, I heard, uh, I kept on hearing that um, 
that they were saying that that monkeypox was primarily uh, contacted from well skin contact, and I guess the 80, 90, 90 some percent of the people getting it were gay men. But then I heard the political well, whatever not um, the people who were afraid of words or whatever the political correct speak. Well, we can't say gay men. So then the news starts saying monkeypox was being you know was being contracted from men who have sex with men. That's gay men. So, but so yeah, I guess like ninety-five of people who actually get uh, monkeypox are are gays, gay men. And uh, according to, um, I guess according to CNN, it's not the case. It's um, if you have to be vaccinated, people won't. Well, fourteen percent. Like, no, I'm not gay. The chances of me getting it are, I'm pretty sure, highly unlikely. I mean, if I do get it. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm wrong, but I, yeah, <laughs> I just read that. It's like that's hysterically funny. That's why I put, decided to put it in there. Again, from CNN's comedy list, which I'm sure some people don't think it's funny, but it's just it's ridiculous. Again, that's why I just why I really don't listen to CNN or watch CNN because they say ridiculous things like this. Anyway, um, storm. Okay, it's, uh, I want to put my thoughts toward um, the storm in Florida. Uh, I don't remember what the name of the storm. Uh, I guess if you live there, it matters. But I live clear across the country from it. Um, so my thoughts and prayers go out to to those people suffering through that. Storms happen. Sometimes really bad storms happen, and stuff happens, unfortunately. Although they were saying in the news, I think yesterday, I think is what it was. That they were saying, I think it was on Fox News or CBS News. I forget which one it was. That Biden was actually reaching out to help. For the mayors in Florida, I'm thinking mayors. What about the <laughs> Florida governor, Ron DeSantis? I mean, why not reach out to him, there, Biden, old buddy? <laughs> so they didn't mention Biden, they didn't mention DeSantis at all, just about the mayor. Then I thought to myself, okay, wait a minute, he's reaching out to um, mayors. Does that mean that um, does that mean that he's reaching out to Democrat mayors in these cities? Because we, we all know what he thinks about about MAGA Republicans, or even not so MAGA Republicans. I mean, I, I guess recently came out with a uh, with and during a speech, not really apologizing to MAGA Republicans, but more like, no, we want to come along. We're we're one whole country. We must love each other. We have to be together to fight all this. Um, we we're trying to bring the country together. Uh, this guy's worse than flip flops. One day he comes out and with, oh, we want to bring the country together. We love everybody. We're Americans. We're not left. We're not right. We're not Republican. We're not big. We're just Americans. And then he comes out the next day with a red stage with Marines in the background, th- threatening the people who follow his his nemesis. It's like, wow. Okay. And the next day coming back with, oh, yeah, we love everybody. We love Americans. We've got to come together. It's like, oh, my gosh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, <clears throat> I think that's a lot. Okay. So finally... Is it? Yes. Okay. For those in Oregon, there is a measure, I guess, coming up in the ballot uh, called Measure 114. Those in Oregon. Um, And it's allegedly called the Reduction Gun Violence Act. Uh, A Reduction of Gun Violence Act. Now, there's no such thing as gun violence. Guns don't go off and, 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 and shoot by themselves. They are a tool like anything else. Um, guns just and guns don't accidentally go off. 
if they do, then something's wrong. Something's wrong. You're not doing it right. But um, anyway, according to this, <clears throat> um, a vote yes for this this new gun bill coming up um, requires permit issued requires permits issued by local by local uh, law enforcement officers to buy a firearm. Now. Uh, I listen every now and again to uh, to Lars Larson, National Syndicated Radio Show, when he has his, his home, you could say his home broadcast in Portland, Oregon. And he actually contacted, I think, the police union president or the sheriff or something like that of the area. And he said that the state and or state police or the sheriff of the area said that <clears throat> they have no classes, no means, no ways, they don't have the resources, no time, no energy, no nothing. They cannot and probably will not have these classes. So if the classes are not available, how can you get the... Just, that's just for the permit. <clears throat> Even before you buy the pistol or rifle, whatever else you have, you have to get a permit. And to get the permit, you have to go to the cops and say, hey, okay, where's these classes? And the cops are saying, what classes? There are no classes. Hmm, interesting, huh? Anyway, so this is what kind of gets me. Now, I have a pistol. I do have a firearm. Uh, and the next one is requiring photo ID. Yeah, I did that. Fingerprints, I believe I did that too. Uh, safety training, I chose to do that on my own. Criminal background check, that already happens. All that already happens. So, yeah, it's really all that stuff is just moot because it, it already happens that way. It also says prohibiting of manufacturing, importing, purchasing, selling, processing, possessing, my bad, using or transferring ammunition, magazines capable of carrying or, carrying or more than seven rounds, uh, make violations a Class A misdemeanor. Which a misdemeanor isn't huge, but just the idea it still makes it illegal. You can't do it. So pretty much that this Measure 111 just pretty much makes any anybody... Um, now, on here, it doesn't even say um, uh, semi-auto or not. It just says of, of firearms. So pretty much it, for all intent purposes, it outlaws private ownership of, of rifles, pistols, of firearms. That's pretty much what we judge, which is totally against the Second Amendment, completely. But when you're a progressive Democrat... The only way that the, the 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 Bill of Rights really matter to you is when you want them to. So, anyway, uh, brother. So with that, that's <laughs> let's get that out of the way. Uh, isn't it great living in in <clears throat> the West Coast of America? Yeah, um, Washington, uh, California, Oregon. Oh, it sucks. Don't don't move to the West Coast. I guess it used to be great, and I'm from Alaska, and I remember it used to be really cool up there, and I was heard that when I was a kid up there, it was pretty cool down here, but people from California kept on moving up to Washington, Oregon, trying to, I guess, get away from uh, the politics of, of, of California, I guess, and um, when they did that, they brought their politics with them, so that kind of changes things, you know, Anyway, so today, as I said, um, is uh, about the movie Elvis. Now, one thing about this movie that I thought was really odd <clears throat> was this movie is actually 
done. Um, it, it's done as a commentary, it, and the commentary is done by um, Colonel Tom Parker, who was Elvis's manager for a number of years. Uh, I think nearly all his career, from what the movie showed, I think. But it's done more or less to his eyes, I think. That's what I think is usually because I did see um, Bohemian Rhapsody, <clears throat> of course, about the movie about Queen, and actually had the history of Queen, <clears throat> how they came up with some songs, the lifestyle of some of the members. Of course, everybody knows that Freddie Mercury's gay. Blah blah blah. Doesn't well, who cares? But this movie here didn't really describe the songs. Didn't tell the story behind the songs. It told the story of Elvis, but. It, you know, but this character who Tom Hanks plays, he Tom Hanks plays a really good a hole. He really does. He plays a really good jerk. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, uh, well, I I don't like his politics anyway. His personal views as, a, as an actor, as a person, suck. So I think it is a really good. Job. It fits him. It really does. He's a good actor. I like his acting. He's done some really good roles, but. Anyway, so what I'm going to do now is play for the official trailer of of Elvis. So, let's see. Um, uh, it's, I guess, Baz Larman did it or something? Producer? Anyway, so, here it is. Uh, Baz Larman's official Elvis, the, the official trailer of Elvis. There are some would make me out to be the villain of this here story. Best don't let a good thing die. Are you born with destiny? Or does it just come knocking at your door? As a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee, give him a warm hayride welcome. that skinny boy transform into a superhero. Now what I'll do sometime here is get the software something to do the picture in picture so you can see what I'm seeing, but you can see it just on YouTube. So it's a, you just look up um, official trailer, Buzz, Larman's, whatever, yeah. <laughs> to promote you, Mr. Presley. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. Tomorrow, all of America will be talking about Elvis Presley. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. Well's moving. They might put me in jail for walking across the street with you, a famous white boy. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Oh, my love, my darling. 
told me and things are too dangerous to say sing before the show and nobody's gonna remember me I need to get back to who I really am Two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. The greatest show on earth. Yeah, um, that's the trailer, and unfortunately, I don't, I don't possess at this point the software to do that picture on picture like I've seen in other video cast, podcast, whatever. But um, <clears throat> it was interesting. Um, I, things he said in there was well that they did really push in there about um, the idea of Elvis the pelvis, and they made it um, they made it out to be very sexual um, because it showed of course several quick scenes of his crotch. Now it was didn't show an erection or anything, but uh, you can see the slight bulge of his of his member of his penis, which of course when you wear thinner pants you're gonna see that. And everybody knows how he danced. But, oddly enough, the movie portrayed all the girls looking at this and how he would shove himself out to the crowd. And, and of course, the, uh, the manager, you know, he, in, in his commentary, called it Forbidden Fruit. Of course, back then it was. You weren't supposed to dance like that. You weren't supposed to look like that. Young ladies weren't supposed to look at things like that. And uh, <clears throat> he was told, I guess, <clears throat> by everybody, you can't do that. And, of course, he said, even in the trailer, well, if I can't move, I can't dance or can't sing. Well, apparently he got put in jail for that. Or was it put in jail or got in trouble? And now I didn't even know this. Uh, but apparently uh, that, um, well, uh, <laughs> well, I, I heard, I got a piece of it. But I guess the, the judge told him, either, Mr. Presley, you go to jail or you go into the Army. And the idea with that was not because he didn't want to go in jail, but the idea of but, but all that also with that was he wanted to print himself out to be the nice, clean cut American boy, go in the military, fight for your country, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, well, that they kind of portrayed that in the movie, sort of, but what they really portrayed was you either go to jail or you go to the army, which is either or you can't have both. So he did, and I didn't, I didn't know that's what the case. I knew he was in the army. I didn't know what he was in. I know he got stationed, according to the movie there, he got stationed in, I think, Germany. And that his uh, um, his wife, soon-to-be wife, when he, I can't remember her name. I guess um, she was the daughter of an Air Force colonel, I think. Something like that. So I was like, oh, how about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just interesting there um, how the movie portrays, you know, <clears throat> you know, the... Him and one thing that kind of got me. Well, they mentioned the movie. You know, again, I I didn't even know who Colonel Tom Parker was until I saw the movie. I had no clue. I, I mean, yeah, he's got a manager. All all, all wealthy people do. All performers, artists, whatever. They all have. They all have managers. And but I had no clue whatsoever who this person was. <clears throat> uh, apparently, according to the movie, 
Um, he had a huge gambling problem. And toward the end of, of his first wave of popularity, he owed a substantial amount of money to, um, to one of the casinos. I forget which one. He wasn't doing that well, and he actually neither, neither was Elvis. And uh, so he came back, um, and to the this is back when he he quit doing the, the smaller venues and touring as big as he did, and he started going to um, the casinos. And I'm guessing now I'd never been to a casino show, and I'm guessing that you pay a lot of money to see a a an act in a casino show I guess because again I don't ever remember going to one I've been to some venues some uh, some, uh, some artists and whatnot musicians bands whatever in like state fairs and whatnot but not really a casino anyway um, Elvis did a great job he did his normal stuff what you'd expect the crowd went wild you know, you know. and one thing I did like about it was I had thought that that the throwing their undergarments on the stage was just a myth that never did happen. Well, according to that, it happened. I've also heard um, I also heard stories that um, that women would tie their hotel rooms uh, together with their underwear and throw that on the stage so that the, the keys to their hotel room. So I guess Elvis would pick the nicest pair of underwear he could he'd see and go up there. And I guess I did portray him, of course, being a womanizer. Well, of course. Anyway, so when Elvis is up there performing, and a, uh, the manager sitting next to the hotel guru, whatever, you know, the guy who owns that one and maybe others, I don't know, um, he says, well, let's make a deal. What do you want? And and this is back in, uh, I I don't remember when this was, what, late 70s, early 80s, I think? I don't remember. I know it says it, you know, in 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 the movie it says what what time frame this was, but I don't recall what it is right now. But uh, apparently, and this has all happened on ma on cocktail napkins, which I guess some contracts that's what they did when you're sitting there having a few drinks, watching a show, you're making deals. Anyway, the uh, <clears throat> um, the the hotel casino owner wrote down on napkin um, four million for four years for Elvis. I thought, wow, that's a great deal, especially for back then. And then, of course, the say, uh, then of course, uh, Tom Parker, the Colonel Tom Parker, said, "Okay, what's in it for me?" And my first thought was, "You greedy son of a gun! Really, how greedy! You can't even take a piece of you know that off there." And what he wrote on the napkin was, <laughs> he wrote, "All your debts forgiven, and unlimited credit." So to a gambling addict. That was everything. So he says, boom, you got it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is tough. But, um, let's see here. Um, I got to say that uh, I really was impressed with um, uh, Austin, Austin Butler. He did a really good job, in my opinion, of portraying Elvis in the acting, in the voice. Really good job. Of course, Tom Hanks, I since I don't know, I never knew Colonel Tom Parker. Never heard of him. Um, again, because of Tom Hanks and his ability to, to act in adverse uh, roles, you know, it, pretty much but this way. 
anything, there's a good chance anything that Tom Hanks is going to be in his movie is probably going to be pretty good. Whether or not you like his personal politics or values or whatever, that's neither here or there, but there's a really good chance that if Tom Hanks is in it, it's going to be pretty good. And I would assume that because of how he spoke and how he acted, that he did a decent job, I guess, portraying Tom Parker, I guess. But, um, yeah, uh, young Mr. Austin Butler did a, I thought, a really good job of portraying uh, Elvis at all his stages of life, you know, just, uh, you know, and throughout his troubles and, and everything, he did, I think he did a really, really good job at it, at least I think, though. Um, one thing about Tom Parker, though, is because I guess they were saying toward the end of the movie that um, they did some research and they kind of find out that they didn't know who he was, that he really wasn't even a, 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 a colonel, that he didn't have a record until, you know, before a certain time and date. Well, I thought, what the heck, I'm going to look on, Wiki on Wikipedia. I know Wikipedia is not the most reliable, strictly for reference only, but when it comes to circum you know matters like this, it's like, yeah, what the heck, why not? Well, apparently, Colonel Tom Parker isn't even his real name. Apparently, he is a Dutch-born um, musical entrepreneur, uh, and his name was Andreas Cornelis Van Kerjik, I think. Born June 26th, 1909. Um, yeah, uh, and I guess um, an immigrant, of course, and uh, his his thing mainly was, was Carnival Stage Acts. And I guess he heard Elvis on a little 45 album, according to the movie anyway, and he heard Elvis playing on the radio, and he just, the voice and how people reacted, and he just knew. And then that's one thing, is, I guess, with, with this guy, is that he knew talent when he saw it. He knew it, and he even said on in the movie, he says, I'm a con man, I'm a snow job, I'm a con man through and through. It's like, wow, at least he's not holding nothing back. <laughs> I was really surprised about that. But uh, oddly enough, um, apparently in... Uh, Early in his career, he helped um, Jimmy Davis become the governor of Louisiana. And as a reward for him helping him become the governor, um, the then then the uh, the governor of Louisiana, Jimmy Davis, gave him the honorary rank of colonel in the Louisiana State Militia. So, <sighs> maybe unofficially, technically, technically, he did get the rank of colonel you know i mean as i understand it the state militia runs is run by the governor so if that's the case where yeah he didn't earn it but it was given you know just like obama with the the, the nobel peace prize he didn't earn it but it was given to him you get the idea anyway <laughs> so um yeah the, this way the movie um it was it was okay I was hoping to get more background behind the songs and more of a history of him, and not more or less, not as much into into Tom Parker. But uh, that's not how it was made. Um, is this way? Um, I when when I when I do see in the store um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen movie, I'll probably buy that because I do like Queen. It's not my favorite band, but I do like it. It's like with with Elvis Presley. Was he my favorite artist? No, he wasn't. Did I have some of his stuff? Yeah, I got some. You know, my dad was a big Elvis fan. Of course, Elvis in his popularity was beyond my, you know, beyond my time in his height of his career. The height of his first part of his career, anyway. So, I just, uh, 
I was never a huge fan of of Elvis. I liked his stuff, you know. But um, other than that, um, w- w- will I buy this DVD, CD, whatever? No, I probably won't. I mean, I've seen it. I won't consider it a waste of my time. Um, but it was okay. It wasn't bad, you know. And despite that Tom Hanks, the person that he is, and like I've said, uh, he's a really good actor. So, yeah. And, uh, and just because you're a good actor doesn't mean that... Uh, you know that you're not good at what you do, and uh, unfortunately for for me, um, you know, again, there's a few there's a few actors and actresses that I really hate their personal views, but they're good at what they do. Tom Hanks is one of them. Whoopi Goldberg's another one. There's others out there. But anyway, so uh, with me, um, Elvis, um, I'd probably give it uh, three, two and a half, three stars out of five. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good per se. Um, you know, it wasn't. I was hoping to go in more into the detail of him, of his why he did it, uh, the music, how you know the inspiration behind the music, how he you know kind of like what what if they would have made Elvis more like Bohemian Rhapsody, to me it probably been more pleasurable to watch. But seeing what kind of a you know and and toward the end of the movie it mentioned that uh, that uh, Tom Parker. Um, probably ripped Elvis off of at least half of his lifetime earnings. At least half, if not more, which is ridiculous, but sometimes managed to do that, I guess. Anyway, so that's about it for this time. So, um, this is Dale, and you have been listening to From Particular Point of View, and you have been listening to the, I guess, the entertainment portion of this <laughs> this way. I hadn't done this one of, the, in one of these in quite a while, so I thought, what the heck, why not? Um, I have to do this early, because I got I got plans coming up for Saturday morning. So, um, actually, today is Wednesday morning, uh, at least here on the West Coast. So, um, get it done early, get out of the way, just so I, because again, I got things to do Saturday morning. So, anyway, until next time, um, yeah, this is Dale, and this is from a particular point of view. And uh, God bless. Until next time, have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>